0: Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing. And then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. We're
1: back. The Golf Insiders wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk in the house. Holly G, Will Perry, and Brendan Sweeney. We're going to waste no time going to uh, one of our favorites, covers the LPGA, just got back from Korea after being at the Hana Bank Championship where Carlotta Saganda broke through. And uh, we're going to talk about the uh, race to the CME, which happens right in our backyard here in Naples because it's coming down to quite a battle between Lydia Ko and Arya Jutanyagarn. Steve Eubanks from Global Golf Post. Hello, my friend.
0: How are you, Holly? Great to be with you.
1: Yeah, how's your jet lag? You you doing all right?
0: I I you know, it took a couple of days, but I think I'm doing fine now. I'm, I'm back on uh, back on North American time.
1: All right. So um, you know, we've got quite a battle going here. Steve, uh, uh, Aria moving up a little bit after uh, the last couple of tournaments, uh, actually t- taking the lead by about, um, I don't know, 700 points, is it?
0: Yeah, it is. And, and she took the lead on the week that Lydia took off. So, uh, you know, you kind of expected that to happen, uh, especially given the fact that Lydia's last three starts, I mean, starting at the Evian Championship, you know, she, she has not played particularly well said around T-50. Has been out of the mix. I mean, she's made a cut. She hasn't. Uh, she hasn't really performed up to her standards by any means. Uh, the one thing that interested me in, in watching her in Korea is I saw a little bit of a swing change going on. Uh, now I talked to uh, Sean Hogan about it a little bit, and he he says it, it's nothing major. It's, it's just you know kind of giving her a different way of thinking about what she has been doing in the past. But uh, I think she very clearly is not getting the club as steep. Uh, On the takeaway, Uh, she's not taking it outside the line, which she she has historically done. Uh, Really, it looks a lot more like the golf swing of Lydia Coe two years ago uh, than it does what she's been working with this past year.
1: Steve, you mentioned 700 points. Can you explain for our listeners, like, how wide of a gap is that? Is that a pretty narrow gap? How close is that race?
0: No, that's an incredibly narrow gap, and, and it could change hands this week. Uh, you know, very easily. I mean, it's not as though someone has to finish dead last. I mean, this is this is one of those things where uh, a a two-shot, 10-person ten, ten difference uh, could make the difference in changing the lead of this thing. So uh, it's going to come down to the last week of the year, as it always has. Uh, it's going to come right down to the race of the CMA Globe and Naples.
1: Is it really a two-player race at this point?
0: At this point, it is, yeah. I mean, you, you're you, they're the only ones with enough wins at this point. To, to make the thing a solid race, you get you get extra points for majors. They both have one. Uh, you get extra points for multiple wins. They both have three. Uh, so, so you know, you're now it's just a function of who is strong enough to close out the. Season.
1: And some breaking news uh, this week: the LPGAQ school is on the way out. They're going to create a new qualifying series, which uh, should help elevate the importance of the Symmetra Tour.
0: I talked to Mike Wan about this while he was in Korea. He happened to be over there with us. Uh, and he said, look, it, would I rather have someone who plays well over a series of tournaments over three months, or would I rather have someone who plays eight round, eight good rounds? And I think the question, you know, is a rhetorical question. The answer is obvious. We'd rather have the person uh, that's played well over the course of the season, over the course of several months. But the great thing about what he is proposing is it will rescue college golf. Because right now, if you're a college golf coach and you've got a great team, fall rolls around, those girls go to Q School, if they make it, you may have the best team in the country in the fall and not be able to field a team in the spring. Uh, and it will stop that from happening.
2: Well, I think another big factor in college golf is what they've done with, uh, with Golf Channel and their broadcasting of the NCAA championships. That's huge. Uh, oh, isn't it great? I was, I was out in Eugene, Oregon. It was, it was amazing. Hey, uh, Steve, Brendan Sweeney here. French Lake Indiana. Uh, the USGA announced last year that they're going to have a senior women's open and it's be it's starting off I think in 18. Has the LPGA ever considered having a senior women's championship at all? And they
0: they, they haven't and, and one of the reasons is I mean at what point do you set the age? They have the Legends Tour which uh uh is you know it's half a dozen events and it's fairly well received. Uh but quite frankly uh, Mike Wan's focus at this point has been to to maximize the product that he has, which is the LPGA Tour. Once he gets that thing where he feels like he can't really go any farther with it, then I expect to see him uh, do a number of things. I mean, I would not be at all surprised if he did uh, one day have a Legends Tour, uh, if he did one day have uh, the LET as part of the LPGA, another qualifying series in Europe. So, I mean, th- those are all things that are out there. Uh, which I think down the road the LPGA will serve do.
1: Minnesota. On that track, Steve, what about some type of event a la the President's Cup to truly represent, uh, you know, the global aspect of the LPGA?
0: It, you know, that was what we had hoped to accomplish with the uh, UL International Crown, which has been a tremendous success. I mean, far exceeding anybody's expectations in its second playing. Um Obviously, you still have to have enough players to make it into the top eight, and, and you know, for example, New Zealand hasn't made it, and they, you know, they've got the number one player in the world after two years. Uh, it's not saying that they won't, but they just haven't been able to at this point. So, the, the thing that, that Mike was telling me was it's very difficult to get these women to cheer for a continent. Uh, for example, you want the Japanese and the Koreans playing under the same flag. Well, no, the Koreans want to beat the Japanese. And so that's why he came up with the format of the international crown. I agree with it. I mean, that because of the European Union, the Solheim Cup makes a lot more sense. Uh, but, but it's very difficult to take the rest of the world and consolidate them in, in one united team.
1: And I guess along with that conversation is, uh, you know, we're watching sort of the the new generation come into the PGA Tour of Americans and certainly... Uh, seeing some of that with the with the Ryder Cup. Where are we going to see the fresh blood on the LPGA in terms of the American girls?
0: You know, I look to the colleges right now. As Brendan was just saying, I mean, the, the NCAA has, has elevated the golf channel and, and uh, a lot of the college golf coaches and the exposure that they're getting now has really elevated college golf to a level it's never been before. And so I would look there and, and look at some of the great young Americans that are coming out of there. I mean Allison lee, for example who who almost won in Korea and actually should have won uh you know a product u c l a uh california girl who who just came out of here and, and uh, has been setting it on fire, although she hasn't gotten the win yet um, that I think where you're going to see the next crop of American players coming from
1: well, it was great to see uh Jessica Corda in the mix. she is the defending champ um for. This week's event, uh, or no, I'm sorry, she was the defending champion, almost, you know, uh, repeated. So it was exciting to see someone in the mix. And uh, hopefully uh, as we come down to the CME, we're going to get to see, uh, you know, Stacy Lewis and maybe a, a few more of the gals uh, playing playing better as we get to the end of the That's year. That's a
0: great
2: event. See you there. That
0: really is a super event, and, and I can't wait for it to roll back around, especially after the international swing that they'll be going on to leading up to that.
1: All right, Steve Eubanks, as always, check him out, Global Golf Post. We appreciate your time, and we'll be seeing you in a few weeks, my friend.
0: Thanks, Holly. Talk to you soon.
1: All right, thanks so much. All right, we're going around the horn. Who are you picking for the WGC? Bridget. From
2: the University of Illinois out of Belgium, Thomas Peters. Ooh. I like That's a good pick. That's my pick. Yeah, I like that. I'm yeah. not going to pick him, but well, I'll go, I'm will go. i going to go with Rory. He's playing well. I think he's going to be in good form this go, week. Going out on a limb there. Going out though. on a limb. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, uh, I'm, I'm. I picked I'm, Paul Casey before, and it didn't you work. You did so. well, but I'm going with Paul Casey because he's he's your all yours, and he's had an HSBC before, so yeah. uh, maybe he'll feel some good mojo over there. So that's i uh,
2: am I'm I'm going with Paul. And I'm going. I'm going with the Cubs.
1: Yeah, go Cubs! Go Cubs! Cubs go. Tonight. Go <laughs> Cubs! Go. Seven o'clock. You got a minute to get home and uh, thirty seconds. to Turn the out the, first the tube, pitch. and we got to get out of here and I'm, get to. Get to the stands. I'm
2: getting me some Barney's Coffee and Miller Lite. That's what I'm <laughs> going after.
1: Double dip. <laughs> I love it. All right. The Golf Insiders, we're out of here. We love you. Bye bye.